Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the mailman. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I got a new passion, Jordan. Is it uh, staying at the Mayo Clinic? (laughs) Yes, it's the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. (laughs) Ooh, they're curing my cancer so good, Jordan. So good. It's mayonnaise, Jordan. Ah, mayonnaise. A great condiment. I would say top three for me, at least. Yeah. What would you say are your, if you had to, off the top of your head, pick three? Mayonnaise is going to be one of them. Let's say um, mayonnaise. Right. Do am I ranking these or are these just no, top three? No, this is just top three. If you want to rank them later, go for it. But right now, we're really okay. just talking about your top three. Got to be mayonnaise. Right. Um, I think I'm going to go blue cheese. I mean, it's not super versatile, but when it hits, ooh, baby, it hits. I love blue cheese. So far, I think, I think I'm with you all the way, Jordan, so far. And then number three, it's got to be cum. <laughs> yeah, well. It's got to be male cum. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And again, I, this is just top three. I'm not ranking these. So like right. obviously sometimes blue cheese will be one. You know, yeah. sometimes cum will be two. And right. sometimes Semen. like mayonnaise will be one. Ejaculate. Yeah, so. Different ones will rank different places. And I'm, again, I'm with you 100%, Jordan. That's my top three. How about you? What's your favorite kind of cum? Um, probably when they've been eating pineapple. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my top. A tropical explosion. Yeah, exactly. So I made some mayonnaise, Jordan. Right. Congratulations. Now, I'm only eating mayonnaise foods. From here on out, I'm only eating mayonnaise. Because I have a jug of mayonnaise. I got to use it. I made it. So I'm only eating mayonnaise foods. Where'd you get the jug? Oh, <laughs> well, the missus is quite juggy. <laughs> All right. I'm insulted on her behalf. You don't have, you don't just acquire like bell jars and like canning, canning things. You know what I mean? Canning bowls. What are those called? Like you drink out of at a Subway Tile restaurant? Uh, No, I don't. <laughs> jars. That's a word I'm trying jars. to think of. Jars. Yeah. It's a canning jar. Well, I'll tell you, Jordan, since you asked mm-hmm. how you make the mayonnaise. Um. Well, first of all, you find some really hot porno. No. You put oil into one of those jars, and then you put your egg, and then you put a little bit of mustard maybe a little bit of garlic. Okay, you put your salt and whatever you want in there. And then you take a stick blender and you jam it down in there to the bottom. You That shit emulsifies like this, a little lemon juice. I forgot the lemon juice. So when you're saying you're only eating mayonnaise foods. Um, Potato salad for lunch. Okay. Banana splits. <laughs> And Cornish Game Hen, right? These are the three. That's the big three, I would say. That's the big three. I mean, Jordan, I'm glad you brought up semen. Um, I do want to acknowledge, since we're here. Our boys in the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) Out there hitting hard (laughs) for the good old US of A. All those swimmers out there in their peacoats. I just want, I do want to acknowledge that mayonnaise is, is, 
itself a come word. Right. Um, and I know that's something you've been interested in lately on the show is cataloging things that you consider to be come words. Well, I just don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to use those words without being aware of the context. Right. So I was an American studies major. So semiotics is important to me. Right. So what's on the list so far? It's um, sauce, right? right. As in. Wario sauce. Wario sauce, the sauce right. that you get at Wario's Beef and Pork in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mayonnaise. What are the other? Com- what are the others? Mayonnaise is a come word. Mayonnaise. It's oh, also definitely. a sauce. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it is. A it's sauce. also a sauce word. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. So it is by the transitive property a come word. Yeah. I don't know. I don't all, know. If we've, all circles. All circles are rectangles. Yeah. Sorry. All squares are rectangles. Right. But all not all rectangles are, are ovular. All circles are rectangles. All circles are ovular. And then all all all, all sauce is a cum word. Right. But mayonnaise is a cum word and a sauce word. Barbecue sauce is not. If you said, can I have a side of barbecue, that's not a cum word. No, I disagree. That's when you're blasting in Texas, baby. (laughs) You're like, you're lonely and you're in an Airbnb. That's been my experience. (laughs) You're away from the family. You know, you miss your wife. (laughs) That's my experience. I don't think we've identified any other cum words, but if any come up, I'll be sure to note them. I just don't want anybody to get worried or confused. That's the last thing I want. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's harder than ever these days to keep things straight What with all the yeah. you know, news sources and all the stuff on Facebook. I don't know what to believe. Arctic blast is a cum phrase. Right. And also a flavor? Yeah. It's a, a flavor of Gatorade, maybe? Yeah, I think that's a flavor of Gatorade. Now, Jordan, I'm not a food scientist. If you told me there was a little bit of jizz in Gatorade, I wouldn't be surprised. That's what electrolytes are. Electrolytes is a cum word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Brian, I hope you're already designing the t-shirt that just says sauce, mayonnaise, electrolytes, Arctic blast. Oh, like the someone and someone and someone and someone t-shirts? Oh, yeah. That's not a bad idea. And then at the end, you can just write and Ringo. Right. Our guest on the program this week, yes. Jordan. Is about to sign off. <laughs> you haven't already? <laughs> I'm shocked. This man is a beloved friend of Jordan Jesse Go. He's a stand-up comedian. He's a comedy writer. He's an actor. He's the king of all sharks. He's the star, why not, of both the Suicide Squad television show and film. And comics. Throw that in there. And the old Suicide Squad movie from before. <laughs> Steve Agee. Hi, Steve. Hi. I guess I am the star of all of those things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've looked looked up and down your CV lately, but it's mighty impressive. It's, it's getting good, finally. Yeah. You're doing it. Steve, you were shaking your head a little bit when Jesse was talking about mayonnaise. Uh, do hey, you have hey. mayonnaise and condiment opinions i i dislike most condiments i hate really? hate mayonnaise mustard ketchup relish 
my top three would probably be like a tapatio, like a hot sauce, mm-hmm. barbecue sauce. Right. And this is going to be controversial, but I'd say pre-cum. sure a little leaking never hurt anybody right yeah that's good not cholula though tapatio not cholula Uh, you know i'm sick all these cum snobs where it's like oh it's the pre the pre-cum is better Uh, it's drier it's more oaky oaky jeez you're worse you cum snobs are worse than the ipa guys yeah yeah I agree. Steve, you must be happy. You're home in Los Angeles. We're talking to you from your home in Los Angeles. You just spent seven months in Vancouver, British Columbia, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I guess. But but (laughs) (laughs) but you you were like trapped in a hotel room appearing in film and television. Like, unable to even interact with other people in your own thing that you were in. Yeah. Um, James was busy. Uh, he was still in editing for the Suicide Squad movie last summer. And Warner Brothers was really happy with the way it was looking. So they approached him and they said, hey, if you could do a TV series like as a spinoff from this movie, which character would you like? And so he said, John Cena's character. I'd love to do a spinoff of him. And so they said, great, let's do eight episodes. And at the time that this deal went down, COVID was horrible in L.A. And it was not that bad up in Vancouver. So James said, let's shoot it in Vancouver. And uh, when I left for Vancouver in December, I was just like, so long, suckers. I'm going to Canada. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be vaccinated by March. And it just flipped as soon as I got there, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All my friends down here were vaccinated and hanging out, and uh, I I didn't get vaccinated till like June, and it was just in the the cast was not able to hang hang out at all, and it was pretty grim actually. <laughs> Do you think if things would have shaken out differently, you and John Cena would be closer? I, I have no doubt in my head at all. God, what would you like to do if you could pick one recreational activity to do with a uh, professional wrestler turned charming uh, and funny actor John Cena? What activity would that be? I, I don't know why, but the first thing that jumped into my head was canoeing. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That would that be a blast. That does sound pretty good. That would be a really good time. <laughs> we would not look more out of place. Two giants in a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like a good an appealing part about canoeing with a strong man like that is that like you wouldn't have to like do a ton, you know? Like you can yeah. just kind of rely on the strong man to do most of the canoeing. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Like you would but you would have to you'd have to show something. Like you couldn't just put, you know, knit your hands behind your head and no, kick your I'm feet up. No, I'm not saying. Uh, no, I'm not saying that you would, you know, just get caught in a Chinese finger trap and stay there <laughs> until the canoe ride was over. <laughs> oh, keep oh, paddling, John. I'd love to help. We got to get to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're canoeing to. <laughs> yes, to a doctor upstream <laughs> and get a man out of a Chinese finger trap. That's how it goes in Canada. Yep. You know, once when I was in first grade, uh, 
I was in this um, after school thing at my school, and we all had to get in a van to get to Balboa Park to do our after school activity because there wasn't enough room at the school. So we'd all get in a van after school. And uh, I was climbing into the van, you know, those like sliding doors on the side of a van. I was climbing in, I had my hand there and mm. somebody closed the sliding door <laughs> right. uh, onto my hand. And I was wearing a ring that my father had brought me back from New Mexico. He did some work in New Mexico. He brought me back this little ring. And it got crushed on my hand. And my hand became like, do you remember those water snakes? Not not the, not like a, a mamba, but like the novelty toy where it's like a rubber yeah, burrito fold, full of water. Yeah, it folds in on itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was my finger. And we went to the emergency room and my finger was, you know, red and enormous. That's all I remember. And like Clifford. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That classic children's book, Clifford, the big red hand. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and I, I, the thing that I remember most at the, at the, um, emergency room is the nurse it was a nurse not a doctor a nurse looking at it and being like being like well gee you know what i mean like a look like oh hmm like ring crushed on hand is not something we cover in nurse school was the look on her face and i think this is my memory again i was seven years old so it was just in my memory i think she got a can opener does that seem crazy? A can opener? Yes. It was definitely because I remember. This is what I remember. I remember like a a flat piece of metal slipping under the ring, and then I remember her cranking it like a can opener. Is that did they, possible? Did they take you to like a mob doctor? <laughs> yeah. like, was it in the Was it in the back of a of a slaughterhouse? I should mention. How I should mention. I was seven. Why are you wearing a ring at seven? Because my dad brought it back for me as a gift when he was doing some work at Big Mountain in New Mexico. <laughs> okay. Fair Steve. Enough. Fair enough. Also, I was playing young Johnny Depp on 21 Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> Just in flashbacks. Um, yeah, she cut it off with a thing that went... And then she said, well, it's not broken. And that was that. I got sent home. After did that. the ring get cut? Did you get the ring back, or did it get yeah, like cut off? Yeah, I got the cut off ring. It was like a prized possession. I think I lost it at some point, but it, it was like when they give you your gallbladder in a jar or whatever, hmm. or a jug. I knew a girl a long time ago fell off of a ladder. Her ring got stuck on a rung and pulled her <gasps> finger off. <laughs> off, pulled it off. <laughs> Oh, no. no one should wear rings, even people who are married. Oh. I've always said this. <laughs> I've said this divorce. for years. It's over. Gee whiz. Steve, am I wrong? Do I? Do you have some sort of like thing that came out of your body in a jar? Am I remembering that right? <laughs> like a, a kidney stone? Yeah. I think or so. Did, or is like that just that, right? kombucha? No, I had a, a, a cam, an optical camera and laser shoved up my wiener to 
blast a, a kidney stone out. Oh, and they, they left. They, they left a stent, and then two weeks later, they had to go into my penis and pull it out while I was awake. That that part I was awake for and completely aware of what was going on. Yeah, they should sneak up on you in the middle of the night to do that. Yeah. Did they mean to leave the stent in there, or what? Or did they just lose the stent? No, they have to leave that in after the procedure because it's so traumatic that they don't want your ureter to swell shut. Oh yeah. So it's. I mean, that happened to me just from that van door on my finger. Your ureter swelled shut. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been swelled shut ever since. <laughs> do you do you still have the stone, Steve? No, I mean, with a procedure like that, they pulverize it into like dust. So there's okay. I have some kidney stones somewhere. I've passed like four <laughs> of them. <laughs> Congratulations, Steve. Thanks. I'm pretty proud. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it's just like, uh, I just love the miracle of life, you know? The miracle of calcium birth. Right. And it's like people who haven't had a kidney stone, like, they like to talk online like they know what it's like. Right. But they, I mean, they don't. And it's like, it's really hard, but it's like, it's really the greatest love you'll ever know. Right. Oh, yeah. Can I ask you something, Jordan and Steve? Mm Because you you two have both passed kidney stones. Jordan, you passed a kidney stone. Essentially live on Jordan Jesse Go. Right. Is that true? Um, uh, no, I I uh, I I had a kidney stone real early, like younger than someone should have a kidney stone. I was like twenty four or something, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and I like detailed it on the show. Um, you know, as soon as it happened. So yeah, that's like a. Uh, a I think it's a beloved Jordan Jesse Go story, or a <laughs> disgusting Jordan Jesse Go story, or a little of each. Yeah, it depends on uh, depends on your constitution. Uh, but yeah, I had a kidney stone when I was like twenty four or twenty five, and that I was in, I was working in, gosh, somewhere on the east coast. It was like Rhode Island or something. It was when I was like going all around for Fuel TV, and uh, yeah, it was just basically. And the doctor says like this is from a lifetime of drinking soda and no water. So yeah. Uh, now I drink a lot of water and make sure my pee is clear. Yeah. The doctor said that to you. Yeah, that was, yeah. Was that your lifestyle, just drinking sodas all the time? I don't remember you drinking a lot of sodas. I think when I was a kid, I think I got, I think we were, we just like had a soda with dinner. Like it was like, here's your dinner and go get a Coke or a Sprite or a Dr. Pepper. That was just like a dinner beverage. So, God. By the way, you can drink all the soda you want. I mean, you just have to also drink water. And a lot of times sure. it's not because of soda. It's more about the dehydration because, you know, your kidney is a filter. And if you're not drinking water to flush it out, you know, the, the minerals and stuff start to build up in that filter. And that's what causes the stones. Yeah. So I think I was doing the soda part, but not the water part. Um, and yeah, and I definitely like do it now to the point where. You know, like when you're at do- you're at the doctor and you have to give a urine sample, just like at a physical or whatever, and you have to like set it in that bin with the other urine samples. Yeah, yeah. If I do that, and I the other urine, if I see the other urine samples and they're clearer than mine, I feel competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have just pristine, see through piss. Yeah, and I don't want. I don't. I want everybody's to be yellower than mine. Have you thought about installing one of those third world drinking filter straws up your urethra? 
Um, I mean, that's an interesting. It's <laughs> an interesting idea. Um, like if you put that up in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to hurt my weenus, but. Right. Uh, other than that, I mean, it seems like a perfect plan. I mean, Jordan, you'd grease it up a little. Yeah. Oof. That's already pretty greasy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been using it to drink gravy. <laughs> right. Yes. Wait, what were you what were you going to ask us, Jesse? Uh, oh, I was just going to ask, like, since both of you have been through this, right. and Steve, you're a Gen Xer, Jordan, you're a millennial. Uh, but there's this Generation Z coming up behind us. Right. And I kind of feel like they're just getting kidney stones for Insta. Right. Yeah. Hashtag stone blast. I know. Stone blast. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen the TikToks. Stone blast. <laughs> I'm glad that we're doing body horror on this week's episode. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk body horror with kidney stones? Yeah. <laughs> the first one that I passed, I I didn't know I had a kidney stone at the point at that point. It was the night before Comic Con, and I was up packing, and I just all of a sudden got this really sharp pain in my back, and I thought it was just a muscle spasm, and so I just dealt with it and. At one point, after like an hour or two, I was like, fuck, if, if this is a kidney stone, maybe I should start chugging water. And, and so I just started drinking water. I probably had like two gallons of water as I was, you know, packing. And finally, I just got so tired. I, I just fell asleep even through through the pain. And then I woke up about three hours later and the pain was gone. And that's usually when you know it's passed through your ureter from your kidney and it's it's made once it's made it to the bladder there's no more pain and so uh i, I woke up i didn't know this at that point though and, and the pain was gone i was like oh my back's fine now and i went to the, the bathroom and as i was going peeing like a racehorse at one point there was just a split second of like really sharp pain like really sharp like right in my weenus and i was like <laughs> oh my god oh my god i think i just passed a kidney stone holy shit and so I'm looking in the toilet, which is completely clear water because I had so much water. I see nothing. I'm like, where the fuck did it go? And I look down. It is still in the tip of my <laughs> wiener, barely poking out. And I had to pull it out with my fingers. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no. That was my first God. experience with a kidney stone. So that's uh, like, I mean, that's like a home birth. That's like how the pioneers passed their kidney stones. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Thanks for bringing the Mayo Clinic to me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to haul out there to Minnesota every time you want to hear some gross shit. You yeah. know what I have been thinking a lot about lately is this. So uh, maybe four or five years ago, I had a, a appendix removal. And uh, it was overall, I would say it was a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Did it burst? No, thank thank goodness. And that's actually my concern about it retrospectively. So like when I went in, it took 
18 hours to get to the point where they were doing surgery because I kept getting pushed back for other more important surgeries. But they wouldn't let me eat the whole time. So I just got a migraine that just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And they wouldn't let me take any medication until I finally like literally grabbed a nurse, (laughs) this dude, (laughs) and just said, you have to give me some fucking migraine medicine right now. It hurts too bad. Um, so it was a really shitty experience overall, uh, you know, right up to the point where the doctor said, we're going to give you some of the stuff they gave Michael Jackson. And he thought that was good. But anyway, it was not like when I went in to get the x-rays, the doctor says, you know, it's not, it's inflamed, but it, it's, uh, and he says, look, we're going to take it out. Cause I don't want your appendix to burst and, and have you die. It's a little unclear on the x-rays but I'm, or the scans or whatever it is, you know. But he's like, ah, but we're going to err on the side of caution and take it out. And lately, I've been taking Excedrin for my migraines, which I, for a long time I didn't take any Excedrin. But these, these days I'll take some Excedrin for my migraines. And, you know, the Excedrin's got Tylenol and aspirin in it. And it can give you a little tummy ache that the Tylenol and aspirin is kind of a weird tummy ache. And I'm like, why is this tummy ache that I get from the, from the Excedrin familiar? And I'm like, Oh, it's the exact same pain (laughs) that (laughs) led me to go see if I had appendicitis because I didn't want to die of a burst appendix. And I, and I was like, and that happened. Yeah. About two months after I started taking Excedrin for my migraines. So I am like 75% sure I had appendix surgery. For no reason. Because I had just been taking a little too much acetaminophen or whatever. Like the aspirin was just giving me a, giving me, you know, like a little bit of uh, a pain down in the appendix area. Cause that's where it happens. Yeah. Did you at least get to keep that appendix? I did get to keep the appendix, and I just put it in my kombucha. Oh, beautiful. That's, I got, a, cum I'm growing that's a cum word. Kombucha? Yeah, right. Yeah, write that down, Brian. Kombucha is a cum word. You know... Don't suggest cum words to us on Twitter. That's gross. I saw an interview with the actress Toni Collette where she uh, revealed that she had her appendix out for no reason other than she wanted to have it out. So she was lying. She kept lying to doctors that she was having pain in her abdomen. And she knew she wasn't, she wasn't having pain. She just wanted to have it out for, she was obsessed with it. And finally the doctors were like, "Uh, I mean, we can't see anything wrong with it, but I guess we'll take it out. And they took it out. And she admitted this on, on an interview show. She was just like, I didn't need to have it out. I just, for some reason, Wanted to have it out. Why did Jimmy Fallon ask about that? <laughs> yeah, they were right in the middle of a, a game of flip cup. <laughs> I think it was Graham Norton. I, now, have Steve, you lied to get any surgeries? <laughs> Tony, Tony Collette, the the uh, the woman who what was her profession again? Actress. Yeah, hmm. it just doesn't add up for me. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that could be the jumping off point of a hereditary sequel if they wanted to. Make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony Collette just says, I've always wanted to work with Cronenberg. And (laughs) and so... And appendicitis are hereditary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. 
Okay, follow-up question. Jordan and yeah. Steve. Presuming functionality, please excuse the ice cream truck driving past my window. Presuming functionality, what body part would you have removed? Tony Collette style. Ooh. Now this means if you look, if you say your lungs, you can st- you'll still be alive. You'll be lungless but alive. Oh. However, it would work. I don't know. Your, I guess your your arms would grow breathers. So is this be is this like a is this like gun to your head mad scientist thing where we have to pick one? I guess I'm 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 no. There's I'm no gun to your, your head. Aim is here. There's no mad scientist. The question is just which of your body parts would you just be like later skater? My butt. Yeah. Steve, no you're, my anus, you're famous. My whole, you're famous turd cutter. Colon, <laughs> anus, sphincter, all of it. Just get. I don't want it. The but what will? Whole but what will Ben Affleck rub when you two are on a super yacht? <laughs> just the small of my back. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I can still have like the butt cheeks and stuff. I just there's i'm never more bummed than when i'm sitting on a toilet pooping it's the fucking right. worst to me i'm you, 52 and i still hate it so you would just you would seal it up basically yeah you would like it, it would be like if somebody <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, that sounds horrible i was no. imagining more of like a drywall spackle chicken wire situation <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got to sand it and paint back over it. Yeah. Guys, we're just pitching hereditary sequels like crazy here. <laughs> it's like in... Ari in, Aster, call us. It would us. look like in The Matrix when uh, they first take Keanu Reeves in and they make his mouth go away. Okay. Oh, yeah. You would want that but a butt. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? If you, could, if you were going to lose one body feature, what would it be? Jeez. I mean, I mean maybe this is like conceited or maybe i just have a great self-image but i mean i kind of love it all i mean and i mean i love it i've been working with you for 20 years it's i'll tell you why hot bod inside and out sure yeah i have it's all insured by lloyd's of london too Uh like individually (laughs) each one i mean this is a big monthly bill it eats up most of your listener donations audience uh but i think it's worth it because it's also the source you know people have seen the the camera that went that went up Jordan's urethra. You know, they right. know what's in there is important. They know it's gorgeous. <laughs> like Tina Turner's legs. Right, exactly. Um Yeah, maybe like maybe like okay, I I gosh, if there's just a way I just I bang my shins a lot. I just bang my shin all the time. Right. Twice a week shins. I bang these things. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Why does it hurt so bad? Yeah. And I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to walk and run. So if there was a way to like still have my mobility, I guess I don't want to be any shorter than I am. So I wouldn't want that. You wouldn't but I want guess I a dwarf it is what you're saying. No, I don't want this to be a dwarf situation. <laughs> right. I'll, although I would like to be better at golf. Yeah, and fishing. Um, and fishing and... Uh, Direct to video sales. And yeah, and being on... Be having my own VHS tape that is uh, sold during the um, <laughs> uh, evening airing of Jerry Springer. Being a legendary comedy genius who really, really confuses our specific demographic. Yeah, but yeah, if there was just a way to get rid of these like 
two bulky pain centers that I have. <laughs> I would bulk like to do that. Bulk is the real problem. If yeah, you've got, got bulk on shins. your shins, that's going to be a that's a concern right there. That's enough reason for a shinectomy. Yeah, well, I sh- shouldn't do so many shin squats. Yeah. I think in <laughs> hindsight, it's my fault for doing all these shin squats. But my uh, my first thought, and I don't know why, it's knees. It's not that they're ugly, though they are. It's just that I kind of like, you know how if you lock your knees and then you walk around, you're like, don't, 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 don't. Like, I feel like that would be fun. You know what I mean? I mean, anything's fun if you're singing that little song. <laughs> That's true. The other day I was gutting a fish going, and it was pretty good. Fucking slamming your hand in a van door and getting the ring melded to your hand is fun if you're singing that little tune. Hey, what finger were you wearing the ring on that you got smashed? It was my right ring finger. My right ring finger. It's so vivid. Like, I can feel it. Like, there's a part of me that feels like the part where the ring goes around. Underneath the pad of your finger... Like between the pads of your, the pad of your hand and the pad of your finger, there's like that indentation where you'd wear a ring. I feel like it's still extra indented in my heart. That's how I feel. I haven't done any measurements, Jordan. Steve, I'm not a scientist, but in my heart, which is where I believe truth lives, Mm -hmm. I think it's extra indented still. I I choose to believe you. Plus, it's got a lot of engrams. Uh, Steve, have you gotten to do any like fun, like premiere party type stuff for Suicide Squad? I know like that stuff is stuff you can kind of have safely now. Is yeah. that have you guys gotten to do stuff like that? We had the premiere last Monday. It was uh, it, it was fun, but it was also super stressful because all everyone was talking about was like, oh, "I hope I don't get this Delta variant." Oh, it's like. Oh. So it's like constantly in the back of your head. So it was, it was fun, but it also was so stressful. Do you own a tuxedo, Steve? No, I, I I had a gray suit that I wore, which was pretty cool. It matched King Shark's skin. Oh yeah, he's got gray shark skin. Yeah. You know, I have a hat that's a lot like a shark's fin. Really? Mm. Yeah. LL Cool J wrote a song about it for the credits of Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, was that the last in the era of someone wraps the plot of the movie over the credits of the movie? I think it's got to be, but I'd like to bring it back. Did he really wrap the wrap over the uh, end of the movie? Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I think so, and I was wondering if you know that was like a little trend in movies for like three years or something. You know, Will Smith being kind of the the best at it, or right. the, at least the most popular at it. But I mean, like um, Hammer did the. Uh, the Adams Family song. Oh, the Adams Family. Yeah. Vanilla Ice did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles song. There's a fair number of these songs. I imagine yeah, no. Kid and Play. It's been a long time since I've seen House Party, but don't they do a song in there called House Party at some point? I'm they pretty sure Method Man and Red Man wrapped over the end of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, Method Man and, and Red Man did have a song called How High, right? For they their movie, did. How High? They did, yep. yeah. yeah. There you go. So I think there's a phenomenon we should bring back. Suicide Squad 2, let's call Vince Staples. <laughs> When the King Shark spinoff hits. I think this has come up on the show before, but I think people are kind of poking around with that idea. 
Eminem does rap about Venom over the credits of Venom. Does he really? He does really, yeah. What do you think it costs to hire celebrity rapper Eminem to rap about Venom over the credits of Venom? Boy, I mean, I don't know too much about what's going on with Eminem, but it seems like maybe you can get Eminem a little cheaper these days. Am I wrong about that? Because of the pills? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if the pills make it cheaper or more expensive. Yeah, good question. Um, So I maybe my just, again, not knowing a lot about the landscape of popular music, I would maybe guess that Eminem is just glad to be associated with a heavy hitter like Venom. Okay. That's an interesting position. So you're saying that he would take a discount so he doesn't just have to do it with carnage. Right, exactly. (laughs) Of the symbiotes. (laughs) Eminem has a symbiote he prefers. Yeah. I mean, Eminem is a craftsman. I'm not an Eminem fan, per se. (laughs) He seems like a real dick. Yeah. But uh, there's no question he's a craftsman. So, like, you got to figure if Eminem's going to write a Venom rap, it's going to take him a week. That's what I think, because he's working on the internal rhymes and shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's not just going to say, bada, 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 venom, bada, 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 bada. Denim. Denim. Thanks, Jordan. (laughs) Steve, what do you think Eminem gets to uh, write a venom rap? I I don't know, because it's not, they're not licensing a song for the movie. They're they're buying a song, or they're basically commissioning a song for the movie. Oh, I, when you said buying a song, I was thinking that maybe just Eminem had a Venom rap. Like, we think this would work. Listen, great. I have a lot of songs about Spider-Man villains. <laughs> He's like, I got this Doc Ock. He was pitching them Doc Ock songs. And they're like, right. do you have anything about Venom? Are you going to make a Tombstone movie anytime Ooh. soon? And he's like, I, look, I got these Carnage, these Carnage tunes, but I'm going to have to change it to Venom Denim. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Steve, this was kind of what I was getting at was that did you I was wondering if you thought about maybe using that after party situation as a chance to maybe do some of that bonding with John Cena that you didn't get to do earlier. No, I, I got out pretty quick, man. I mean, once they got to the after party, it was like, even though it was outdoors, it's like fucking masks were off and the music was loud and people are t- like really projecting above the music. And I was just like, you know, I, I was there for a while, but I, I kept, I was one of the few that kept my mask on. But I was just like, it's too stressful. Was Idris well. Elba DJing? <laughs> I wish, and I bet he 100% would have, but I, I he was not there. I think he was probably still in London. Oh, that's sad. That's the lifestyle I want. I don't need Idris Elba. And I don't have a cultural group like Bob Mould. You know, Bob Mould does, yeah. you know, 5,000-person bear parties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, true. really. It's he, true. He really does. Sure, it's yeah. not hyperbolic. Like, he really DJs Bob Mould from Husker Du in the, in the, in the Bob Mould band. Rock and roll legend is a bear, and he's a bear celebrity DJing EDM at bear parties. He, he lives um, in the Bay Area, doesn't he? Yeah, he lives in San Francisco. He's a man. What a nice man uh, yeah. Bob Mould is. But like, I I don't have a cultural group like that except for public radio listeners. <laughs> I would love to be the Bob Mould of NPR. Just roll in to one of those one of those mixers 
like the Cleveland public radio station is having a mixer. <clears throat> they, they fly me in to drop the needle on some 45s. I was going to say, I mean, you do have to kind of like cater the playlist to the crowd. So do you have a lot of like classic 45s of like birdsong and klezmer music? Klezmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all, all, all my 45s are from the Thistle and Shamrock. Um, no, I don't, but I do have a 45 of Curried Soul, the legendary theme of uh, the CBC uh, radio news program uh, that goes... Bum, 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 hey, bum, bum. really? Do, 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 cool. Do, 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 do. I actually don't have it on 45, but I have it on LP. I do actually have it on LP. I Sometimes I put it on and, and pretend that I'm going to hear a story about a possum in Saskatchewan that froze under it. <laughs> That froze. <laughs> That's a real thing I heard on As It Happens one time. It's a story about a possum that got froze under a porch, and then they put it in the oven, and it came back to life. <laughs> I was like, Captain Canada America. rules. Canada wow. fucking rules. This and a show about a little dog that goes from town to town like David Carradine called The Littlest Hobo. Love it. Man. That's I bet when you drop the needle on that at the public radio conference, shit gets so fucking horny. People just flip the fuck out. You know, I I go to a lot of public I've gone to a lot of public radio conferences over the years, and one of them really did have a concert performance by BJ Lederman, uh, who is the guy who wrote all of the NPR theme songs in like nineteen seventy six or whatever. Uh, you know, he wrote the morning edition theme song and the, he wrote all those theme songs. But like his concert and he had he was pushing an album. He was pushing an album. B.J. Lederman was. And he was it is, about Venom. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, no, actually, now that I think about it, it was mostly Carnage stuff. Oh, OK. Well. It was one Doc Ock song. Um, but he he like. It's one of those things where uh, he's there. You know, he's a ponytail and Hawaiian shirt type guy. And, uh, but he seemed fun and nice. Uh, but, like, I don't think he can really play the songs from his album. You know what I mean? Maybe he can get away with one. And then the songs from the NPR shows are 20 seconds long. And they're, like, orchestral. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he, he can't really just vamp on the all things considered theme, you know? So fucking John Tesh plays round ball rock live. <laughs> yeah, so I don't true. know. That's true. He's touring around like John Carpenter doing all his uh, soundtrack <laughs> music. That's right. John Carpenter does do those live shows. And they're, they're really, they're really good. Yeah. Does he, I, I mean, I think the way I've heard it described is he just sits on stage and smokes and like plays. Is that, you've seen it? Yeah. It's, he uses, basically the entire electrical backing band that tenacious d uses like oh. john kineski and john spiker and all those guys and his and john carpenter's son and it's like it's incredible it really it really is amazing <laughs> there's so many songs that you're like oh my god this was he wrote and he wrote all those songs too from like escape from new york and you know yeah it's, it's amazing Crazy. Uh, Steve, have you, speaking of this kind of phenomenon of like going to a conference and seeing something for free, have you ever gotten to see something super cool for free, whether it be 
Idris Elba DJing or like have you been have you gotten to go to a thing and you're like oh my god I can't believe blank is happening like concerts yeah I got to so you know when I was doing like you know remote packages about young persons entertainment I got to see body count in an Xbox event oh that's pretty sweet yeah Jordan got Jordan got me into his television show when most deaf was there that was pretty fun yeah when I when I was riding at Kimmel it was a lot of you know, musical guests that I was just like, oh my god, like I, you know, like I got to see Ice Cube and like, and and as a writer, I was able to just hang out like on the side of the stage and watch all these these acts for free. It was really awesome. When I worked at XM Satellite Radio, uh, just out of college, um, and worked at unpaid worked at, um, they had this like it was a time when XM had just launched a year earlier. So they had this, you know, two hundred million dollar facility and literally no one was listening to it. Like just to like the station I worked on, just two guys would call in and they had to make a rule that you couldn't call in more than once to the same show because there's just these two dudes Dave from PA kept calling. And so no one was listening, but they had this beautiful facility. So they would trick people into coming, basically. And uh, Usher came, and I got to go to the Usher concert for free, which if you get a chance to go to a fucking Usher concert, uh, like Faith Evans and Nas opened for Usher. And uh, they were both fine. I mean, Faith Evans can sing her ass off, but the show wasn't really anything. But then Usher got on stage and just exploded, exploded the fucking amphitheater. It was like the most amazing fucking performance I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even like, I don't own an Usher album. I don't care about Usher particularly, but it was extraordinary. But at the facility, the broadcast facility, there was a one of those sort of like performance studios there and bands would come through, but we would... Like the interns, we were like pretty low on the list usually. So like I think Bunny Whaler or something <laughs> ran one of ran the reggae station, and so like sometimes it would just be like, oh, Peter Tosh is here or whatever. Um, but we wouldn't get to go into that. But one group requested that they have like the youngest employees. Like they're like we're a college act. Like can you get the young people in there? Uh, so not to brag, but I did get to see an intimate, incredible live performance by OAR, the very the very poor man's Dave Matthews band. <laughs> wow. Uh, I you know okay all right I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna list a few of my uh, accomplishments <laughs> here. I was nominated for a Streamy Award. I did not win, but yeah, I've been nominated for a Streamy. This was for so, this was. For best kidney stone clearance, yeah, was, clearance. yeah for, for best Wang story. <laughs> the streamies just give give awards for urinating and using garden hoses, right? Yeah. Um, and at the streamies award show, it was open bar, and their like closing performance was by Vanilla Ice, and like, you know, and. Uh, you know, it's very clear that they booked Vanilla Ice just because it was funny. It was like funny to book Vanilla Ice. So yeah, and maybe and this know, was, so I was. I mean, this might have been in the 
when Vanilla Ice was still making like heavy metal, right? No, this was like yeah, I think this was this was even after that. This was even after like Vanilla Ice trying to be like corn or whatever. This was like maybe he had the house flipping show. Right. Um so he so he came out, he started with Ice Ice Baby. You know, people went wild. Yeah. He played two other songs that weren't Ice Ice Baby. <clears throat> that I think were pretty good, and I kind of knew. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy had more than just Ice Ice Baby. He just did I Missed the Bus by Criss Cross. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Um, And then he closed, and then I'm like, well, what's this guy going to do to close? He closes with Ninja Rap from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to The Secret of the Ooze. The place goes fucking wild. And to this day, I'm like, did that rule, or was I just drunk off my ass? <laughs> like, was I just... Was I just like op- so open bar drunk that I would have liked anything that happened, or was that good? I mean, I don't know. I think it I was know. probably good. Yeah, like I think Vanilla Ice is probably a bad person. Yeah, uh, evidence suggests that he's probably a okay. bad person. But I don't really know anything about Vanilla Ice personally, but I'm going to go ahead and trust you on that. Yeah, and he's bad at rapping. Like. He's not a good rapper. He's not the worst rapper ever, but like he's not a particularly good rapper. But like he's pretty good at dancing for a rapper. And uh <laughs> fucking Ice Ice Baby and the Ninja Rap, those are pretty fucking fun songs. And if like one thing about hit songs is they're generally hit songs for a reason. Like yeah. I uh, you know, uh, go see uh, Black Eyed Peas or whatever, and they do uh, Let's Get It Started. Even I've Got a Feeling, and you're surrounded by, I was going to say 10,000 people, but it's 2021, so I'm going to say 400 yeah. people. Sure. Um, And you're just like, yeah, this is fucking fun. This rules. I think that's what you felt. Yeah, and it is fun to 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 say with a crowd, Go ninja, go ninja, go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is exactly what I was imagining. Yeah. I was like, that sounds fucking great. That sounds absolutely great. What The other thing that I thought of when you were describing that, Jordan, is how great would it be? I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a gilded cage. Don't get me wrong. But how great would it be to have a song that everyone is pumped to hear that you can just go do at the plumbing convention. Mm -hmm. Everyone is fucking stoked to hear it. You get a check for ten or $15,000 and you fly home. Yeah. That sounds great. I mean, again, Gilded Cage. Like if you're you're also an artist and you can't get them to listen to your art, but it's just like, and look- if you're speaking of celebrity DJs, R.I.P. Biz Markey, but like if you're the Biz, you know, granted you're you're DJing Diddy's white parties and whatever, you're not you're not hurting for for gigs, but like you know that at any time if you're in a if you're in a tough spot, uh, like if you're the Biz and 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 there's a Ninja Turtle collectible you don't have yet, you can just tell your agent, hey. Can you get me fifteen thousand dollars to to do? It's just a friend somewhere this weekend, <laughs> and he'll be like, "Yeah, people will love that." Man, this is yeah. I mean, I think you've inspired me, Jesse. Um, 
how do you guys feel about just touring as Chumbawamba? <laughs> Steve, Jesse, in? Yeah, I mean, Let's be Chumbawamba. I don't yeah. know if Chumbawamba is currently Chumbawamba. If they're not, who's to say we're not Chumbawamba? Jordan, we don't need Steve on this. I'm cutting Steve out of the deal. I'll be Chumba, you be Wamba. <laughs> no, no way I'm being Wamba. You can go fuck yourself if you think I'm being Wamba. You know what? The whole thing is off. If you won't be Wamba, I'm not going to be Wamba. Yeah, I'm Wamba already Chumba. I call Wamba is a cum word, okay? Yeah, we'll be, be, the it cum is. Word. We'll be yes. back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. A Jordan Morris boy detective. Jordan, did you know that all of Jordan Jesse Go? All of Maximum Fun supported by members. Do you know this is a membership organization like the AARP? I I know that. Um, I love that. And I think about it at night when, you know, life just seems overwhelming. <laughs> Let's say you're like, you're at South by Southwest. You got an Airbnb in Austin. You're feeling lonely. Right. You think about that? Uh, sure. <laughs> it's a hyper-specific example. But uh, yeah, I could I could see that being a, a time when the thought of max funds membership would give me comfort mm-hmm. we're also this week supported by our friends at zip recruiter jordan can i tell you something yes i don't need a bunch of bullshit blasted at me yeah that's the last thing you need i can make my own choices Okay, yeah. I don't just need to open the door and let a river of shit flow in. You know Boy, what I mean? Scary and yeah. uh, unsanitary and smelly, Jordan. Just smelly. straight up smelly, gross. That's why when I'm hiring, I use ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply. It lets you pick your favorites from the best candidates, so I don't need to let in a whole river of shit. I can pick my favorite logs, the, the really uh-huh. primo ones. Yes. The firmest, it's a metaphor. The firmest nugs. We're, talk, we're talking here about hiring, but this is a metaphor right. that we're using to get down to, uh, to the hiring situation. This is how it works. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates. You can easily invite your top choices to apply for the job. Lauren Webb, Senior Vice President of Talent Acquisition for Mindula Health, raves about ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, I love that feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. What a beautiful quote. Yeah. I'm inviting candidates right now. Come on over, Mike Gravel. <laughs> let's, let's see a Paul Tsongas. <laughs> let's... Uh... Oh, is that you, Michael Dukakis? <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> How's your wife, Kitty Dukakis? <laughs> See for yourself. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash J-J-G-O to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash J-J-G-O. Also, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, Jordan, 
In circumstances like we face today, and just in all kinds of life circumstances, it might be difficult to go to therapy in real life. It might be difficult to kind of get over the hump of uh, getting yourself to therapy. But I know, Jordan, you and I have both benefited enormously uh, from therapy. And, And when I say that, I'm not just referring to when I went to see my therapist for the first time and I was like, I know this is weird, but there's this thing that Chris Elliott did on late night where he was dancing around and, uh, and she goes, Oh, you mean the banana dance? That's, that's just one helpful. There's just one available insights provided that I got. But any, I think anyone can benefit from therapy, whether you're talking about, um, stress from your personal life, stress from work, uh, just any situation where you just want to get it out and unload it and have someone hear it. And BetterHelp is a really easy and uh, relatively affordable way to access that, which I think is really great. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome. So the, what they do is they uh, they offer video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. Um, and yeah, and I, I've definitely been seeing my therapist over video chat and i've done you know phone calls and text chatting and stuff like that and it's awesome it's like uh so yeah if for some reason you're you know worried that you don't get a great experience because it's virtual uh i will say that that is not the case i think like you know having having those options is uh totally awesome um and yeah definitely like um, you know, absolutely the safest way to go about it at the moment. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, therapy is awesome, not just for, you know, the times when your life is falling apart, but even when things are going pretty good, it's, it's, it's just great to kind of have that, um, you know, kind of little time out of your, out of your week or, or whatever to, uh, process the stuff that's going on. It, it's really helpful. It's one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And uh, yeah, and if you have been thinking about giving it a try, uh, you really should. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And it's more affordable than in-person therapy. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Jordan Jesse Go listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash JJGo. Have your first session in under 48 hours at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JJGo. We'll be back in just a minute on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Steve Agee, buttless wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No buts. Uh, You know, it's a great day here on Jordan Jesse Go. We've really found out a lot about what what makes our friend Steve tick. (laughs) You know? I'm appalled this is coming out during anal August. Appalling, appalling. It's Our most dark. sacred of months. Yeah, it's a dark time. Sorry. Yeah, I guess that's a really good question, Steve. If you had that surgery, how would you stimulate the prostate? I, I, I'm 52. I don't give a shit about that anymore either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> You're just shutting it down. Yeah. 
focus on your bird calls. Yeah. Well, and canoeing with Cena. Canoeing with Cena. <laughs> That's like a stimulated prostate for your heart. Uh-huh. When something momentous happens to you, like you finally lose your butthole and all its attendant parts, <laughs> give us a call, 206-984-4-FUN. That's 206-984-4-FUN. Or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here is one momentous occasion. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Brian. And hello, guest. I'm going to say Werner Herzog. Close. That would be this great. is Billy from Montana, and I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I was driving today uh, between job sites and... Um, saw a vehicle in front of me that was driving towards me up ahead, kind of a a rural road. And uh, it had a a yellow uh, sort of siren or beacon uh, light on the top. And so I figured, oh, it's maybe a tow truck or something like that. And as it approached, I saw that it was a Mitsubishi Delica. And it had all the fixins, had the, the front a steel bumper thing and lots of extra lights on it that weren't shining and and all the all the goodies raised up big tires the whole nine uh and then as it drives past me i see on the side it has a giant usps sticker uh which means that in bozeman there is a a us a rural mail a rural mail carrier that is driving a Mitsubishi Delica to deliver the mail. Thank you. you. First of all, you're welcome. Second of all, that's that's hot fire. Steve, I I saw Steve giving a thumbs up during that description. Well, you know, it, it's it's funny because I I re- remember a specific tweet of Jesse's years ago posting a photo of the Mitsubishi Delica. Um, which I can't uh, I can't picture this car. It's a, it's a, like a four wheel drive van. It's right side drive usually. Um, like roll bars like you know off roading lights. They're they're really you know it's a utility van. It's amazing and um, rare. I, I rarely see them. I've seen maybe like two or three out in the wild in the United States driving around. I got to tell you, Vancouver. I saw probably five to ten Delicas a day. Wow. You know why? It's because you can import them into Canada a lot easier. And, of course, people got that outdoor lifestyle. I mean, they're everywhere. It's it, they're, they're amazing. I don't know if you heard about this, Jordan. Hmm. First of all, I just want to be clear. I've moved on to new and different vans. Okay? Everybody's got a Delica now. I'm, I'm thinking about... Hiluxes now, but that having been said, you know our friend Luke Burbank. Uh, yes, I do. From uh, TBTL, Too Beautiful to right. Live. Nice, nice man up there in uh, Seattle and Portland. Luke Burbank. Um, on his show TBTL with his co-host, they did some kind of thing, you know, like one of these little one of these little stunts uh, where they did their show from the road in a Delica. They rented a Delica <laughs> and then did their show from from the, you know, traveling with this Delica in this Delica. 
Apparently, the Delica broke down almost immediately, and they were, like, stranded in rural Washington state. So, yeah, I don't know. That's why I switched. That's one of the reasons I switched to Hiluxes. Steve, you mentioned that Vancouver is full of Delicas. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you would you say that's one of your top three favorite things about Vancouver? <laughs> about my Vancouver, yes. It's the only... <laughs> I know a very different Vancouver than most people. I know a Vancouver of loneliness, of <laughs> disease. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, seeing Delicas. CNN International, probably. Top three things were working, number one. That was fun. But seeing a lot of Delicas and also a lot of bald eagles. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that's pretty good thing. They're like pigeons up there. I mean, that's the national bird of Canada. Did he, would you say that Delicus put the van in Vancouver? Maybe. Yeah, something you could say. Yeah. One could. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian, we got another call in there. <laughs> I'm thinking about this van Vancouver thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we need to <laughs> unpack it anymore. It's just. No, I'm just working it. I'm just chewing it over in my yeah, head. Just, you, know? you know, some fucking shit you say on the show and then you move on, right? No, I kind of stuck on it, but go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. No, it's fine. I'll just think about it while this call plays. That way I won't have to listen to the call. Okay. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Ashley from Maryland calling with a momentous occasion. I am donating a kidney to one of my coworkers as part of that process. I just completed my second 24-hour urine sample, meaning I collected all of my urine over the course of 24 hours twice. The momentous part is I did not accidentally poop in any of the collection containers. That was my number one concern. Didn't happen a single time. Feeling pretty great about that. Love you guys. Love you too. And um, (laughs) I'm glad that I was worried that to donate a, I mean, first of all, to donate a kidney to someone is one of the greatest kindnesses you could ever do. I agree. So we're talking here about a real hero, a real life. I mean, a lot of people think that the Suicide Squad are heroes. No. King Shark. They're anti-heroes. They're they're bad guys. Queen Shark, Prince Shark, the Shark Dukes. Yeah, they're complicated, Jesse. They exist in a moral gray area. Yeah. Okay. And a skin gray area. True. According to Steve earlier. Right. Sharks. So, first of all, that's a beautiful thing. Second of all, we should encourage people to do it, you know. So, I'm glad that she clarified that a 24-hour urine sample doesn't mean you have to pee for 24 hours. Because that's what I figured when she said it. And it seems to, like, the probably the longest I've ever peed is probably, like, 80 seconds. It's not bad. Well, I mean, that's why I want to stream it. That's why you got to see Vanilla Ice live. Yeah. Uh, there's no way this motherfucker's pee was clearer than mine. No fucking way. <laughs> I think, I think that was probably clear pee. Nah. Picture it didn't happen. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, send us pictures was... of the pee pee. <laughs> Jordan, I'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna challenge you. I've been, I've been taking these migraine, migraine prevention supplements, and uh, one of the, one of the minerals in there, I don't know what magnesium or something, uh, gives me highlighter pee. Oh. I have highlighter pee. I'm basically staining toilet bowls across this great nation. What's <laughs> <laughs> so going on with the vivid, the vivid Instagram filter intensity 
uh, urine that I'm dropping off everywhere. I say turn it around. Go yellow with me. Uh, sorry, man. I'm I'm clear till I die. Okay. Going clear. Yeah, yeah. I'm going clear. <laughs> I gave enough money to Xenu, and <laughs> now you can see through my pee-pee like a little window. <laughs> Like a wet little window. Like, huh? oh, yeah. It would be like, it would be like tough to like if you did accidentally poop in the sample thing and then like, but trying to play it off. Like, oh, uh, no, that's my pee. <laughs> I drank uh, chocolate no. milk. I had chocolate milk yeah. one day. Uh, I had a pudding drink. A pudding drink. <laughs> that's my pee. Uh, don't make fun of me. Uh, Brian, can you add pudding drink to the shirt, please? <laughs> Don't you dare make that shirt. We'll, be we'll all make too much money and we'll become corrupt. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we host After Game Show, a podcast where listeners submit games and we play them regardless of quality with a dozen listeners from around the world. We've had folks call in from as far as Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Here's an example. This is the game we call Zooey Deschanel, where you turn a celebrity's name into an animal pun. You have an example, Manolo? Brad Gorilla Pit. Oh, that's a pun on Gorilla Pits? Yep. I don't know. If that's, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. That's a high quality game that you yeah. could expect. Dr. Game Show has new episodes every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun. Check us out, please. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Steve Agee, f- f- fucking still seriously trying to get his butthole welded shut. <laughs> like, I'm not giving this one up. Yeah. I mean, can I give you a suggestion? Yeah, of course. Go down to the local community college and, and see if the welding course needs any buttholes. Can you weld skin? I mean, Probably. I mean, if anybody can do it, it's a community college student. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you, Steve, what I think about it? It's just crazy enough to work. Yeah. Yeah. Go down to the community college. Go down to L.A. Trade Tech. You know what? Go up to PCC, Pasadena City College. Oh, okay. Great two-year school right there in Pasadena. Head up there. Get into the technical school. Get into the vocational area. Head on in, drop trow, and see what they can do. Yeah. 
I, I feel like this is something I, I should actually take to JPL, though. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fair. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Yeah, those, those people they, send things to Mars. I, I bet they could take care of my butt. Do they have a <laughs> welding program at Caltech? They have to. They pro- at at they least, at the very something. least, soldering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just get some lead in there. That's good for butts. <laughs> Yeah, you you want to be careful though, because they could convert your butt into a large hadron collider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're opening up black holes. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I had Indian food for dinner, and there's some large hadron colliding happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just I just wanted to mention Jordan because I I hate to leave a thread unpulled on Jordan Jesse go. I know a lot of people will be upset, but I, I had potato salad for lunch and for dinner I had esquites. Mm. It's corn with mayonnaise and, and cheese and, and lime. A few other things, but that's your main ingredients. It's a mayo food. Sounds you good, know? man. Sounds like you're in mayo heaven up there. Yeah. God, it's really good in here. Congratulations, dude. That's just really yeah. great for you. Really happy Shelf for stable. You. A lot of people think it's not shelf stable, but it is shelf stable. Steve, if you don't like condiments, do you just eat like dry sandwiches and dry burgers? I mean, kind of. I mean, I'll, I'll put like lettuce and onions and cheese and stuff on it, but I don't. I don't like a, a mayonnaise. I don't like. Ugh. I don't like anything where that's mainly what you taste instead of the actual like gotcha. hamburger. So you want a shut butt and dry buns then? Oh, uh, that's that's. <laughs> You got it, dude. Hundred yeah. percent. I life. think I don't think it's going to get any better than that. Unfortunately, no. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve, Ag, uh, when is this television show that you're on going to be on HBO Max? Peacemaker will be on in January. They're going to, I believe, drop the first few episodes at once, and then it will run, uh, you know, weekly after that for eight episodes. I'm pretty pumped about this. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, Steve, you're you're so fucking funny in the Suicide Squad movie. I know we oh, when, when you've been when you've been on in the past, we've kind of joked about you being King Shark. You do the motion capture for mm-hmm. it, but but you're very funny as like uh like one of the techs. John Economist, yeah. And Thanks. yeah, you're great. And I think uh, if you've seen it, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm I ag has got the line of the movie. ag has got the fucking banger laugh line of the movie, I think. Uh <laughs> Uh, give it if you haven't already. Give it a watch. You'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah Jordan. Can I check it? I'm out. just gonna. I'm just gonna give a spoiler. I don't know why we're saving, holding back. It's, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He says yeah. it's a perfect. It's a perfect thing because he's like he's so mad. Like the his partner is like, you know what I mean? I'm 52. Like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say we're gonna need a bigger Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird being on a movie with an ensemble cast and being like the oldest person like looking around going holy shit i am older than idris i'm older than viola i'm older than everybody idris elba it's possible that he's 30 but it, he could be 80 <laughs> he could be 26 he could be any age he's timeless man yeah i think you're right he could live outside the continuum of time yeah. There's cave paintings of Idris Elba. Yeah, I think that's true. Like in Prometheus. Right. Yeah. He's one of the engineers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, our producer, Valerie Moffat, running the uh, stream. We usually are, we're usually streaming. We're, it's going pretty smoothly uh, at facebook.com slash 
Jordan Jesse Go. Um, Sunday evenings is one where we've been doing it lately, though, you know, who knows? Um, no promises. Steve Agee has been our guest on the program. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our thanks to them. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. You can find us on uh, Facebook at the aforementioned facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you can, uh, hashtag your tweets, hashtag J J G O. Uh, we are as concerned about quality and veracity as you. So if you have a correction for the program, do, uh, send it directly to our auditor at JD power on Twitter. (laughs) Um, and, uh, we will talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.